We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hartenstein looking to inbound to somebody, finds Steve Vincenzo, and that'll do it. Nine straight wins by the Knicks, and another shining moment for the Knicks All-Star point guard. Profile encourages Brunson. Uh, all these smacks to the face, sacrificing his body, still rising to the occasion down the stretch. A game that they trailed most of the way through the first three quarters, all but 28 seconds. Down by as many as 15 without two key starters. Jalen Brunson and these gritty Knicks come back and win again. Yo, Adrian! We did it! (laughs) Oh my god. Ah. Not many times, uh, not many times in my life has a basketball team brought me to tears. Uh, this is something special going on. This is something, this is something really, really special that we're witnessing right now. And, uh, I, I apologize. I don't. I don't know if I have the words for it because, you know, I, I, I've give, I've given speeches on here before about how you know why we watch sports and 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 the things that keep bringing us back amidst all the losing. And this is it. This is it. You want to see, you want to see something that is not supposed to be real. You want to see something that is not supposed to be possible. You want to see Jalen Brunson. You want to see Jalen Brunson show up on your on your franchise's doorstep one day and say, I could do this. I got this. We got this. Because with Jalen Brunson, it's never about Jalen Brunson. It's always about the team, which is why for the first time, I think, since I've seen him here in New York, when Alan Hahn, shout out to Alan Hahn, was doing that interview after this emotional win and asked Jalen Brunson about like that. This was, you know, you just got named to your first all-star team today. And then he's trying to think of the answer, the the correct answer, right. To that question that, you know, is of course going to deflect praise from him because this is not a player 
whoever accepts praise. It is always who can I praise? Who else can I give attention to? Who else can I make feel good about their efforts and about what they contributed tonight? And then as he's trying to do that and think of the words, the entire crowd that which has stuck around at this point until after the final buzzer is chanting MVP at the top of their lungs. And I think for a moment there, he lost it. And um, just imagine being Jalen Brunson. Imagine being a guy who, you know, you're obviously under underappreciated and underthought of and under-recruited and the whole thing. And you go to college and you quite literally prove that you are the best. He proved it in college. You proved it. I'm the best. I'm the best that there is. National wanted me to win, win a national championship. Sure, I got it. I could I could lead a team to the pinnacle. Um, and what does it get him? Get some sitting there watching as every NBA team passes him over for someone else that they thought better of. That's all right. Okay, fine, sure. Uh, just keep working, and that's all he's done ever since the day he stepped foot into the league. So how appropriate is it that on this night, that on this night that he ascends not to the mountaintop, because we all know where Jalen Brunson wants to take this team, because again, it's not about him. It's about where he wants to take this team. We know what his mountaintop is, but how appropriate is it on, on a night that he checks off a very important box on his journey? And, na- and gets named to his first all-star team that he truly, truly brings the Rocky story all the way home. And that's what other story is there? What bigger underdog have we had in this sport that has come along over the years? Second round. I mean, seriously, think, like second round pick. Look, there's been great second round picks over the in the modern era. Like I'm not talking about when there were eight teams in the league, like when Willis Reed got drafted in the first pick in the second round and he was like, whatever he was, the eighth pick overall. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about modern era. Like we've had great second round picks. Dennis Rodman was a second round pick. Uh, you know, Draymond Green was a second round pick. Obviously, the most famous one now is Nikola Jokic. Um, but Nikola Jokic, I mean, you're talking about a guy who was overseas. And even with our recruiting and our scouting and the whole thing and all of, every, all the information we have, he was still a guy that people I don't think had any real idea about. Jalen Brunson, we saw him on a national stage. We saw him deliver his team to the promised land and still falls to the second round. And then work your way back up, work your way back up. Okay, what are, what's my reward? My team's not going to offer me a four-year, $55 million extension. Okay, I got to go prove it. Goes out, proves it in the middle of his fourth year against their better judgment, they go back to the negotiating table. Hey, Mark, I'll tell you what, we'll do it. We'll, if if you get, we'll give you a second chance to sign us to the deal. If you sign it to us, sign it right now. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Play out the rest of the year. We may want to trade you. Yeah, really? And then we saw what happened in the playoffs and then we know what happened from there. And, and, and in some ways, it has all led up to this and it's not over yet. I mean, it, that's why I think this night feels so special because it is just getting started for a team that went into this game, obviously missing 
I mean, geez, start with Mitchell Robinson. He's been gone for almost two months, missing Julie all-star Julius Randle. I, you know, we're going to pay a lot of attention to Jalen Brunson tonight. And I, and I feel bad and it, talk about appropriate. It is kind of appropriate because who always gets the short end of the stick? It's Julius Randle, right? Do not forget about the fact that this is Julius Randle's third all-star appearance for the New York Knickerbockers. Third all-star appearance in four years. Go back and check your history, kids. Not that many players have ever had a four-year stretch where they made three all-star teams for the Knicks. It has not happened a lot. In recent years, Melo did it, obviously. Um, Patrick Ewing did it. Uh, Michael Ray Richardson, forgotten about guy, had had some issues which prevented him from from reaching his his peak that he could have had. He did it. And then before that, you have to go back to the good old days. You have to go back to the Busher and 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 Clyde. But like Monroe, Earl the Pearl never did it. Bernard King, again, due to injuries, didn't do it. You know, Spreewell, Houston, these guys didn't do it. Um, like you have to, it's been very few guys since back. You have to go really back to the to the early 60s and the 50s when again there were very few teams and very few players. It's easier to make the all-star team back then. So that accomplishment from Julius can't go um, without significant recognition, and, and we will recognize it tonight, I hope. But so without Mitch, without Julius, without OG Ananobi, who has defined um, their character as a defense first team from the moment that he got there, and yet, and yet you look up and you're, well, but the last two games, right? It's the last two games, like, eh, okay. Who were they against, though, right? Charlotte, awful Charlotte team, a, a very potent Utah team, but on at the end of a, a road trip, but still a very potent Utah team that the Knicks held to uh, the second fewest points they had put up in about seven weeks. And but coming into tonight, it was the number one team. I mean, I, I know there's been a lot of talk about how the offensive numbers need to be taken with several grains of salt. I get that. It's totally fair. They're still the number one offense in the league as of. Well, maybe they won't be after tonight. Um, and. But but we thought after the first quarter, well, this is where they're going to miss OG, right? This is where they're going to miss OG. And it'll be because the score was 36 to 26 and the Knicks were on pace to give up 140 to this team for the second time this season. And wouldn't you know it, much like the last time, uh, here were the Knicks extremely shorthanded. Oh, I forgot to mention Quentin Quinn Grimes. Quentin Grimes also not in. So that's one, two, three, four rotation players. Four very important rotation plays. You don't think Quentin Grimes would have made a nice difference tonight? Forget OJ Ananobi and Julius Randle. I mean, and this is what they were facing. Get hit in the mouth, out of the gate, and then what do they do over the ensuing three quarters? Hold the Pacers to 22, 26, and then in the final quarter, 21 points to for a, a total of 105. Um I'm fairly certain the Pacers had maybe Andrew could look it up and see how many games this season the Pacers have scored fewer points. And I know I look, I get it. Halliburton 21 minutes. Fine. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it tonight. I do not want to hear it tonight on a night when the Knicks were missing all the guys that they were missing. And when the Pacers got off to that start and oh, by the way, this is a night that the Knicks. And this has been a, a little bit of a bugaboo all year. They've been a very good three-point shooting team this season by any metric. But when they are bad, oh boy, can you can you smell it from a, a, a ways away? The Knicks finished this game shooting eight of thirty-eight, eight of thirty-eight from three-point range. 
overcome loss of key players, overcome a big first quarter deficit, overcome not being able to throw the ball in the ocean from the beach. And then, of course, and I thank the good Lord, and you should thank whatever God you believe in, that the refs did not end up deciding this game because that's perhaps the biggest thing that this Knicks team had to overcome. And look, you know me, I'm not a, a, a blame the rest guy. I will never be a blame the rest guy. It's not in my personality to be so. Like, that dude's gonna... Jalen Brunson is gonna wake up tomorrow. I mean, I'm 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 joking about the Rocky thing. He's going to wake up tomorrow morning looking like he's been in a freaking 15 round fight. That's what his face is. I, I'm like actually frightened. Uh, you know, forget cut me Mick, cut me Tibbs, cut me Tom, uh, or cut, cut me Dad. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it it was, and that was just the most egregious non call in a night full of. Just some of the absolute worst refereeing you will ever see. Again, I thank the good Lord that we do not have to sit here and we could talk about it, obviously, but but that 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 poor refereeing, egregiously poor refereeing, did not wind up ruining what was incredibly uh, an incredible evening all around. So, I mean, what do you say about this team? It's nine straight wins. They have they are now uh, they've lost two games. Since they made this trade, something about that trade, and it's not just bringing in OG Ananobi. I don't know what's going on. Something's in the water over there. Uh, you know it when you see it. This happens. You know, this happens sometimes. And I'm not going to say that this is completely out of left field for this franchise since Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau came aboard to kind of guide this ship. Because there was something special in the water in the We Here, in the we here season. And there was something very special in the water last season, which seems like a million years ago now. But like we all remember how we felt when this team looked like, I mean, it was on the way uh, to sending Tom Thibodeau to a retirement home early in the season, came back one eight straight, faced some more adversity, traded for Josh Hart nine straight. And they kind of marched all the way from there. I, I, you know, maybe I'm being caught up in the moment. This something about this feels different. Something about what we're witnessing right now um, feels a little bit different. And yes, I think it does mostly have to do with the fact that Jalen Brunson is ascending to what I, I don't I, imagine how ridiculous. And I listen, I, I, I think I have to put myself in the, the, the category of people that I'm about to excoriate because I've had doubts. I've had doubts since he got here. Like, yeah, okay, this is great. This is awesome. But like the best player on a title team? You, like, think about how, first of all, there haven't been that many players in the history of the league that have actually literally been the best player on a title team. There have been players that could have been. Charles Barkley could have been the best player on a title team. Easily, he wasn't. But how many guys, you know, really could have been? And because of that history, I've had my doubts. But just, like, imagine being someone that had a national platform and has said like this season, like recently, oh yeah, you know, too small, or or you know, you just like yeah, I think they just they need another like to be that dismissive of a guy with this heart. Forget the talent. I mean, the, the talent's the talent's fucking outrageous. What did he score forty points tonight? Talent's outrageous. But with this heart is so I I do think it's mostly Brunson, but. You look up and down the roster, 
And so just for example, tonight, I mean, where do I go after Brunson? There's two. There's a few places I kind of want to go, and and this is not to um, like Josh Hart did not make a field goal tonight. That dude played his ass off, had a lot of big moments on defense, ended up with 12 rebounds. Like he found a way to contribute. Not that even Jensen shot eight of 26 from the field, not his best night, and yet they kind of needed his gravity on offense. Um, Malachi Flynn only played seven minutes. I thought it was an important seven minutes. Uh, Jericho Sims, he had like his moments were pretty good. But if we're not talking about Jalen Brunson tonight, and, and before I, I move on to get into everybody's comments, and I'm sure I'm sure it's gonna be a lot of them. Three guys, three guys need to be singled out, and I don't even know which one to say first. I, you know what? Let's in no particular order. I'll start with Hartenstein. Nineteen rebounds on the evening, um, six assists. By the way, uh, which not only led the team, it was twice as much as anybody else on the Knicks. The Knicks, I mean, you want to talk about not exactly the cleanest offensive evening. The Knicks had 15 assists tonight. 15 on 41 made field goal. And I, Isaiah Hardenstein, your starting center, had six of them. That tells you all you need to know. 19 offensive rebounds, eight on the offensive glass. And, you know, and I didn't disagree with him at the time. Benji tweeted it out when he had that scary kind of fall into the, into the Knicks bench. Like, you might want to take Isaiah Hardenstein out at the, you know, look like he may have twisted the Achilles for that dude to come back and, and play 36 minutes when he had that, that moment there. Um, I forget when it was in the game that he, that he dove and it looked like it was, it might've been bad. And for him to finish, to, to, for it to finish the game, forget what he actually did and the contributions he made and just being everywhere at every moment that they needed him to be incredible stuff. That's Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, Miles McBride, deuce. Again, at times, an afterthought. I, I, I joked about it uh, on Twitter. If you had Deuce McBride scoring 11 straight points and 14 of 17 points for the pivotal stretch in this game when the Knicks were... I mean, and because again, the Knicks, they were pushing that. They were pushing, they were pushing. They were trying to climb up the hill. And every it seemed like every time they got it to like you know, five, six, seven, eight around there, the Pacers would hit a three or the Pacers would like something or the Knicks would miss eight threes in a row, whatever. I mean, at one point they missed, I wrote it down. Let's miss 17 threes in a row in this game. And even if you take away those 17 threes, they still shot a crappy percentage from downtown. That's all you need to say about this. Take away the, take away 17 threes in a row. And the Knicks were eight of 21. That's not all that great. Um, It's, you know, fine. Uh, but Deuce, that scoring barrage, and I thought also the defensive intensity to when he checked into that game, I thought the defensive intensity changed a little bit. And I think they needed that. I think he he is that galvanizing force. I'm not I'm not comparing Deuce McBride to Emmanuel Quickly. These are very different players, I, to be very clear. Emmanuel, Emmanuel Quickly is a point guard. Deuce McBride is a linebacker crossed with a, a, an NBA wing in a in a six one or six two or whatever he is package. Uh, I'm not really sure there's another player out there quite like Deuce McBride. Uh, and now he's learned how to shoot. So that's fun and that's exciting. And they do not obviously win this game without Deuce McBride. And then last and certainly not least, Precious Achua, man. 43 minutes. 
43 minutes for a guy who, when he got there, when he got here, excuse me, you could, I mean, you could argue that he was like the fourth string center in the healthy road. If everybody's healthy after Mitch, after Hardenstein, after Sims, like that's, you know, and like fourth year guy, third team, not probably looking great for his prospects to sign a, a nice rookie extension this summer. And like through his first 10 games here, there was nothing he did that was particularly impressive. Now, granted, his opportunities were few and far between. And then as injuries started to pile up and as opportunities arose, guess who has reminded everybody like, yeah, there's a reason I was the 20th pick in the draft. And I was taken by an organization that tends to know what they're doing when it comes to drafting players in Miami. And then was picked by Masai Ujiri, who, you know, not, not, he doesn't always miss. He doesn't always hit rather, but has some good talent evaluation skills himself. And it just, it kind of hadn't worked out. And I was going back and listening, looking at some of his stats over the, the last few years. Like you look at his numbers during stretches where he started games for the Raptors. Um, and it's like, He's produced like the, the the skill is clearly there and now he's getting an opportunity. And in those 43 minutes, what did he do? Um, 16 rebounds, eight on the offensive glass, matching Isaiah Hardenstein. How about four steals and two blocks for Precious Achua? And like, yeah, did Pascal Siakam have his number early on in this game in a matchup of former teammates? Absolutely. Pascal had his way with him. But Pascal Siakam, I don't remember what Pascal had at halftime, but I, f- I don't think Pascal Siakam had uh, many points in the second half because Precious Achua uh, just got better and better and better and more locked in and more engaged, and he was everywhere. And I think next to Brunson, he's the story of this game because perhaps more than anybody from tonight, I think Precious Achua epitomizes what this Knicks team is about. And really, and this is where the connective tissue lies between this season and past seasons, where they just don't know how to quit. They don't think it's a damn show. They think it's a damn fight. Yes. Every night, the Knicks step on the court. It doesn't matter who they're missing. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They don't think it's a show. They think it's a damn fight. And tonight, Pacers might have thought when they stepped foot on the court in that first quarter that this was going to be a time to put on the show at the Garden and didn't quite work out that way. Funny how that happens. And that's this team. That's this team in a nutshell. And it's a testament to everybody in the organization um, up and down uh, for really, again, creating a culture from, forget creating a culture from scratch, you had to excavate like tons of toxic waste and replace it with good stuff because that sort of shit that had built up over the years does not go away overnight. You can't just let it sit there. You have to clean that shit out. And, I, you know, it's so appropriate. I, 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 and I wrote about it today that yesterday was the five-year anniversary of the Christoph Porzingis trade because, like, I, I, look, people have a lot of strong opinions about that trade, and I don't want to talk about it right now, but, like, if there was ever a trade that you looked at and you're like, man, something, something's probably not right over there with what whatever happened that led to that moment. Um, and for now, five years later, for us to be here and to have, again, two All-Stars, 
absolutely wild. Absolutely wild stuff. I, I, it's tough to talk about. It's tough to talk about, but this is um, this is fun stuff. I just hope everybody's enjoying it. Again, it's why we watch sports. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll get Andrew Claudio up here. He could let me know if I missed anything. <laughs> That's great. Are you wearing sunglasses to block a bl- uh, uh, block out a black eye? It's fantastic. Uh, Jeremy, break it down. Here's the deal, Jonathan. Yes. We're having some fun. We are watching this basketball fun. team. We are. I believe we've waited our entire lives, at least since the 90s, to root for a basketball team like this. And I echo your sentiments. I don't hear anybody with a qualifier. I know how Tyrese Halliburton and that soft-ass game we got to watch tonight. Okay? I know he only played 22 minutes. Real superstars play 40 minutes. Halliburton is awesome. and I Yeah, those pyramid schemes assists that he gets over in Indiana. I see you. Get this weak-ass team out of here. I'm sorry. We're on six and a half basketball players. Evil Dante played tonight. He was good. Halliburton, he was good. Think about that. This very mid-basketball team that we had to take care of tonight. Get them up out of here. They're, not, they're behind us. Very behind us. Here's the deal. Yeah. Here is the perspective we need, Knicks fans. We like to look at scoreboards and we're like, I'll, I'll settle for this and that. Celtics lost tonight. We're five out of first. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. That's the perspective. I mean, look, it's how sweet it's, it is, John. How sweet it is. I can I just can I I'm going to go in a slightly different direction, not different direction, but I want to say this. We, we we could have some fun at Halliburton's expense tonight, please. I would soft. love to. I did not Two think F's, I could. John soft. I did not think I could ever dislike a player as much as I liked disliked uh, Reggie Miller. Um Allen's up there, and of course he plays for the fucking Pacers. And maybe it's part of the fact that he plays for the Pacers, which is why I dislike him so much. Uh, I am I am not looking forward to facing that dude in Indiana for the foreseeable future. I think we're gonna have a lot of great, great battles, great wars with that uh with that team. But the reason I want to spin in a different direction is to say this: this Eastern Conference is a is a bear. And for the Knicks to have emerged and is, are now in the two spot or almost in the two spot half game back of the two spot with 
a a like very obviously a big time Celtics team, um, a very talented Bucks team. Let's agree that they are very talented. Uh, Sixers team. I'm sure that'll come up tonight. We'll see what lies in store for them. And then these Cavs, who I think did they win tonight? I had the game on. I don't even see if they won. They were neck and neck with Memphis. I'm pretty sure they pulled it out. But like a Cavs one team by refused, seven. Cavs yeah. one by seven. Cavs teams that refused to lose. And this Pacers team, which like uh, this Pacers team is good. That's the thing. They're a good team. And we haven't even talked about the Miamis and the Orlandos of the, of the world. This is a really good Eastern Conference. And for the Knicks to have done what they've done amidst this environment, uh, you know, this, this, here's the thing, the, the dirty little secret about the We Here season. Like, there were a couple of good teams at the top. And then it was like, okay, you could you could slide right in there because there's yep. there's some there's some room there's some uh, growth opportunities here in the Eastern Conference of three years ago. This is not that East. So what the Knicks are doing right now, everybody just needs to take extraordinarily seriously. John, not only is it not that East, these are not those Knicks. No, because no. down a Defensive Player of the Year runner up as of right now, the second best odds, Precious uh, not Precious Chia, uh, OG Ananobi. In defensive player of the year, um, wasn't playing tonight. Three-time All-Star Julius Randle wasn't playing tonight. Quentin Grimes, solid rotation piece, wasn't playing tonight. Malachi Flynn, Evil Dante can only get seven minutes. We had Jericho Sims playing significant minutes. Didn't matter because we had Jalen Brunson. We turned Precious Achua into a 16 rebounds. This guy wasn't in a rotation a month ago. John wasn't looked at around across three different teams with three good head coaches. I as wanted a four. I wanted to trade him for Andre Drummond. Yeah, that's where we were. Joke's and now he's like getting important minutes in crunch time. My goodness. Knicks culture is a thing. Like, like who knows? This team is eventually going to lose a game, I think. I'm just going to say, I think. They're, I think. I'm not going to say they are. They are. I think. I thought they were going to lose tonight. When I saw the injury report, I was like, oh, the, okay. Yeah, so tonight's the loss, right? This was a schedule loss. This was a schedule loss. Yep. Speaking of which, right? We we've seen we've been, oh, the the Nuggets had a schedule loss. What are you talking yeah, about? Oh, yeah. Miami's playing poorly. Charlotte, yep. oh, you you gotta take into consider Gordon Hayward's not playing. They just traded Rozier. Utah's in the the last game of a road trip. How about the Knicks being shorthanded? Let's see what they look like when they have all the reasons to lose and they still win. They the lineup you ju- it just made me think of it when you mentioned Sims and this is not to disparage any obviously this is not to disparage nobody gets disparaged tonight everybody gets praised but like you just mentioned Sims it made me think at one point they had a lineup out there with I believe correct me if I'm wrong Malachi Flynn Deuce McBride uh, Jericho Sims Josh Hart and Precious Achua I think those were the five and I was watching them and they were fighting tooth and nail with this Pacer team trying to get back and stay in this game, back get back in this game. And I'm like, there's a very real possibility that four of the five players we're watching right now are not going to be in the playoff rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's a thing that could happen. And they're just fighting and clawing and scrapping. And that's that's your te- that's your culture right there. It's not what Jalen Brunson is doing. Jalen Brunson's a, a, a super duper mega star MVP candidate. Like. Yes, he helps set the culture, but your culture is, is te- when it, that's when your culture is tested. That's when your culture is proven, you know? So incredible stuff. I agree with you, man. This is this is this was honestly the most impressive of the nine because of how shorthanded they were, because of how good like I actually got like a lot of respect for for Nemhard now. Like that Pacer oh, team, that dude. offense just finds buckets left and right. You know, until However, the fourth quarter when until they the fourth the quarter. Just- and not for nothing, like you hinted at it, it's very easy to get buckets when you're playing eight on five. 
Okay. Yeah, no. uh, my goodness, this sport and the, their zebras. Like, like I was ready to, for Tibbs to get tossed at a certain point. And then Jalen Brunson lost the night. Guess what? He, you got to take both of them, Indiana, because unless you blind him completely. And then I still think he's probably going to get an and one. All I know is this is a fun basketball team to watch. This is a, a reason to jump out the window. And the Knicks are a safe bet every night to give you a great effort, which is why you need to take advantage of all your safe bets with the fine folks over at Prize Picks. Go ahead, Johnny. I love it. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and please use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, Prize Picks is daily, uh, daily fantasy sports made easy. Y- Anything up to a hundred, they're gonna match it. They're just gonna give it to you. Here, take 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 our money. Um, it's it's uh, a much more fun way to enjoy the sport. Whether it's enjoying the Knicks, whether it's enjoying other games, whether it's enjoying other sports, cross sport bets, any any sorts of things you want. All you have to do is pick more or less, and that's it. That's it's so easy to do. Um, so tonight, our betting and sweating uh, picks, which Andrew was going to get up here momentarily, uh, started with. GMAC as I maximize my screen so as not to look uh, like an old older man. I am an old man already uh, peering into the camera. Um, we had GMAC going Josh Hart over eight rebounds, uh, which uh, Josh Hart uh, was kind enough to get because he got 12. So great job by you, GMAC, mm-hmm. noting that for a shorthanded Knicks team, that was probably going to be easy money. XJ went with more than 20 and a half points for Pascal Siakam. Talk about a bad beat. It looked like Pascal was getting a 30 tonight because mm-hmm. he was having his way. Did, did you see? Can you look up what he had at halftime? Because I'm fairly certain it was a nice number. Um, Fred Fred always has the halftime tweets. Um, so maybe maybe uh, check his Twitter feed. I got you. I got you. So XJ, bad beat there. Next up, Sean with a W. Tyrese Halliburton went this may Oh, yeah. No, I guess this was a consideration of the minutes limit uh, under 28.5 points, rebounds and assists. And Andrew's giving me a face, which means I probably just no under. Yeah. 20 and a half. 28 no, and a half. This and hit half. under it 28 hit. and a half. It had no consideration of the minutes limit. This was an agenda bet to be like, yeah, we're hating on Halliburton. He's going to get under 28 and a half. Honestly, though. I wouldn't put it past Halliburton to get over 28 and a half in 21, 22, 23, 24 minutes, something around there. And he went, he went way less. Look, and by the way, Halliburton, 22 minutes, he was a plus five in those 22 minutes. It's not like he was a plus 15 in those 22 minutes and the Knicks won, you know, by two because they outscored the Pacers by 17 in the, in the minutes he didn't play. It was a plus five, you know? He stinks. Next up. <laughs> Last but not least, Mensa, Dante DiVincenzo, over 15 and a half points. Dante, I, I can't wait to hear his postgame availability. He somehow, somehow <laughs> clawed and scrapped his way to 20 points in this game, despite going eight for 26 from the field and four of 16 from three. Um, I don't I don't know how he did it. And by the way, what, sorry, one other thing, because we haven't given him enough praise. How many guards... How many guards this year, or maybe a better way to ask it was when is the last time a guard in the NBA dropped 40 points? Maybe you could do a little quick stat head search. Drop 40 points were ma- while making one or zero three pointers. And of course, of course, of course, of course, the one three pointer that Jalen Brunson made was one of the biggest shots of the game. Um, key fourth, fourth quarter three pointer that, um, uh, 
tied the game. That was the tie. That was the tying one after they could. After my God, how many attempts? That's why you thought the Knicks were not going to be able to pull this one out because they had so many attempts to go up on so many possessions where they would get multiple offensive rebounds. They would have three shots on the same possession to go up and they could not get one to go down. And then finally, Brunson gets that three to go down. It's only three of the game. Um, Great stuff. The last guard to do it. So Embiid and Giannis have just gone like back and forth on 40 points, one three-point field goal. The last guard. Is Jimmy Butler a guard to you? No. All right, then it's Russell Westbrook. Oh, that's a good that's a good call. When was that? Uh 2015. Did it twice. So once in October, so- once in once in March. And then there's a bunch of Kobe Bryants. So then it's been it's been nine years since a guard got 40 with one or fewer field goals. That's a great stat. Yep. Okay. So that for, for the newsletter. Shout yeah, out Prize Picks. Once again, shout out to the fine folks at Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS. Use promo code KFS for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Just a quick programming note. This Saturday, please join us at T Squared Social. As we can officially say, as we keep the winning streak going, hopefully. Jesus. Uh, I'm going to shout out Alex, uh, KFS patron and Substack uh, uh, subscriber, who said we should cancel the event so the KFS jinx doesn't end the losing streak. Uh, <laughs> way too far past that point, Alex. So uh, we will be at our watch party on Saturday night in the city at T-Squared Social, which is at 70th, 42nd Street in New York City, which is quite literally walking distance. I mean, around the corner from Stand Grand block, Central yeah. Station. Um, so join us there if you'd like to. First free, first 50 gets, guess, guests get a free beer presented by uh, Michelob Ultra at the party. There's going to be a, a pregame party from 6.30 to 8.30 where we'll hang out in their duck pin bowling area and throughout the uh, restaurant. Um, should be a fun time. Shout out to everybody watching live. We have 1,700 people. We got up to 1,900 at one point. Uh, I think it's time that we jump into the Super Let's Chats. Let's do it. Mr. I Mack. can't wait to do this. I, I This is, again, a special night. All right. Who starts us off tonight? Drum roll, please. Baltimore Corey. Jalen Brunson, born to play basketball. Mike Breen. I, it's moments like that. I mean, you, you want to talk about MVPs? You want to talk about Hall of Famers? You want to talk about the best of the best of the best? I it didn't even matter. It doesn't even matter to me if Mike Breen's been sitting on that one for since the day Brunson got signed. <laughs> to make that call in that spot, oh my god! Like that's why he's the best. That's why he's the best, and there's nobody close. Jalen Brunson, born to play basketball. How do you do? How do you pull that out there? Baltimore Corey with another one. Halliburton is really trying for that villain arc in MSG. I hate him so much already because he's. But here's the thing, like, and this is why I, I I push back on on Andrew. You can't. There's no. You don't hate anybody who sucks. You know. You hate him because you know he's good. And listen, they're gonna have battles. They're gonna have battles this year moving forward. Who the hell knows? Thanks, Baltimore Corey. He stinks. There you go. Uh, Jesse, Je- don't make the same mistake Wally did, please. Jesse M, but I was told Precious is not a Tibbs type player. Didn't we didn't none? I didn't think he was. A lot of smart people did not think Precious was a Tibbs type player. And um, I think, you know, <sighs> never been a traditional pick and roll center, which is like, again, that's what they want their centers to do on both ends of the floor. They want you to be able to guard the pick and roll on one end and they want you to be able to execute it on the other, you know, screen and dive the whole thing. Um, 
that dude just he he's it's the it's energy and it's funny like you watch him play and the way he goes about his business it's not like he's Josh Hart out there you know but he brings a definitive energy to the game and boy do they need that tonight thanks Jesse by the way I forgot to mention something yeah we have a bit of an announcement about Saturday. While we are at our a bit of a programming, you know, we are at our watch party. We're gonna do some content there and have some like some type of recording thing we're gonna do there that will air on Sunday morning. There will be a KFS post game show hosted by friend of the pod, Mr. John Schmielk. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's exciting. I didn't even know this. Yes, it confirmed today. He'll be hosting Saturday night's post game show incredible. after the Knicks play the Lakers. Uh, John, I apologize in advance if they if you're yeah. if if they lose, which I'm not 100 percent sure they're ever going to lose again, and you get hit with the jinx. I think you're going to do a tremendous job on the post game, uh, APJP on the ones and twos. So um, tune in Saturday night if you'd still like to for a KFS post game show. That still be will be your regularly scheduled program. Uh, that's awesome to hear. I can't. I am already looking forward to listening to that win or lose after that game. Uh, Dom the dentist. <laughs> fuck everyone's eyes tonight. No, nobody gets to see after that. We we all have to go to. We all have to poke our own eyes out before we go to bed. Completely agree. Drew, this team goes to war. Can't wait for Mitch. Hashtag season of Hartenstein. Uh, I thought Ian, uh, Ian ba- shout out to Ian for coming on the pod. He was amazing as always. I thought Ian and Fred had a really uh, informed, to say the least, because they're the two most well-informed uh, guys out there covering any team, and they both happen to be covering our team. Uh, really, and I- insightful discussion about whether Hardstein or Mitch would start when Mitch come. Presumably, Mitch will come back, um, and I agree with I think the point that they both kind of made which is that Hardenstein like there is a like Hardenstein does kind of make more sense coming off the bench in a perfect world and then at the same time with Mitch coming from where he's coming back from maybe with conditioning stuff and whatnot um so I I just can't wait to see the mixing and matching because they you know they're they're very similar players but they're also different players and the fact that they were going to be able to have them both hopefully and then still have precious right like this is what like, that's the thing is like we're we're witnessing from Precious. How do you? How do you? How how is Precious not going to be in the rotation moving forward? Like that's in it. Like again, I don't want to talk about anything that like is uncomfortable and it's like oh man, that, that could be a dicey situation. But like, I don't know. Move, it, could is it possible that just Precious could be the backup four when if 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 Julius comes back? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Would be a good problem to have. Um, Robert W. Cross. Hello, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, your Knicks, your New York Knicks are NBA title contenders. Hashtag 53 wins. Uh, it is uh, here. Talk about appropriate. Um, I believe now tonight, if my math is correct. Yes. 53 win pace. Went above it. We're actually 50. Actually, if you round up, to 54 win pace now. Um, so hashtag 53 wins, baby. Hashtag 53 wins forever. 